0: What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Hope everyone's having a great weekend so far. I am super excited today because the 2024 Formula One season officially kicks off with a race in Bahrain. So today, I want to dive into the incredible logistics behind Formula One. We'll talk about how they put on 24 races each year in 21 countries in just nine months. It's one of the most incredible things in sports today. Whether you care about stadium and sport logistics or not, I guarantee you, you're going to learn something new and you're going to be super impressed with the men and women that put this show on every single week in Form of the One. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this, but before we get into it, I want to quickly remind you guys that I recently launched a sports business community on Microsoft Teams. You can access the community via the link in the description of this podcast. Come on in. We got hundreds of people that are talking about sports business every single day, sharing articles, different things that they're interested in and seeing on the internet. It's an awesome community so far, and we'd love to have you. All right, let's get into it. This weekend, more than 100,000 fans will show up at a racetrack in the middle of the desert in the Middle East. They will watch 20 of the world's most talented drivers race 57 laps around a 3.3-mile track, reaching top speeds of 200-plus miles per hour and experiencing G-forces similar to an astronaut during takeoff. This is Formula One at its core, a sport that is as luxurious as it is fast. Drivers like Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton earn $50 million each annually. The cars weigh nearly 2,000 pounds. And popular brands like Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull employ thousands of people, each spending $145 million annually to build the fastest car. But while everyone likes to talk about the celebrity drivers or the ever-changing aerodynamic regulations, the logistics, I've found, are often the most interesting part. The easiest way to describe Formula One is a traveling circus. The calendar stretches nine months, with races held all over the world, including places like Saudi Arabia, Australia, Miami, Monaco, Italy, Austria, Belgium, Singapore, Japan, Mexico, Brazil, and the list goes on. Formula One teams will transport 1,500 tons of equipment throughout the season and travel 75,000 miles. That's enough distance to cover the entire circumference of the Earth three times. They'll use a combination of trucks, boats, and planes to move cars, engines, and computers. And everything will be planned out 18 months in advance. One of the most challenging parts of Formula 1 logistically is the fact that each of the teams has its own headquarters. This is a physical building commonly referred to as a factory, where the cars are designed, developed, and manufactured each year. Nearly all Formula 1 factories have a wind tunnel for testing. They also have a multi-million dollar simulator to help their drivers prepare for each race. Hundreds of employees work in these buildings year-round, and it's where you'll find everyone during the week, from marketing and sponsorship sales to aerodynamic engineers. The only problem is that these factories aren't all located in the same place. For example, Mercedes, Red Bull, McLaren, Aston Martin, Alpine, and Williams are in the United Kingdom. Ferrari, Haas, and Alvatari are in Italy, and Sauber is in Switzerland. This means each team has to create its own custom logistics plan. Teams will start working with F1's logistical partner, DHL, up to 18 months in advance before each race. DHL has been working with Formula One for nearly 40 years. They have a team of 35 specialists who travel to every race, overseeing transport, setup, breakdown, and packing. But the simplest way to explain Formula One logistics is just by breaking the season-long calendar into two parts, European races and flyaway races. Let's start with European races. European races are simply races that take place in Europe, like Zandvoort, Silverstone, Monaco, Monza, and Spa. These races are much easier and cheaper logistically because everything is transported by trucks rather than planes and boats. Transportation trucks include refrigerators, exercise equipment, TVs, food, and beds, and they carry everything from chairs and tables to engines, computers, and cars. Teams arrive about a week before the circuit is open to ticket holders, Nearly 30 trucks are unloaded over five days to ensure the paddock is finished by Wednesday. And since trucking is so much cheaper than flying, Formula 1 teams will often transport entire buildings, formerly known as motorhomes, to European races. Motorhomes serve as temporary headquarters at each race, and they have everything needed to manage and feed entire F1 teams, sometimes including Michelin star chefs. Red Bull Racing is probably the best example. Their motorhome is three stories tall, and more than 13,000 square feet. It has offices, an outdoor deck, a private chef, and an espresso bar. It takes 25 crew members 36 hours to assemble it, but just one day to take it down. And when it comes to Monaco, Red Bull Racing doesn't mess around. Red Bull takes its 13,000-square-foot motorhome apart. They drive it on a truck to Imperia on the Italian Riviera. They then spend 32 hours reassembling it on a barge. They tow it 20 nautical miles down the Mediterranean coast. The 100-foot-tall structure floats in the Monaco Harbor all week, and the pool frequently gets used after victories. But the most challenging part of the European calendar is back-to-back races. These races occur on two consecutive weekends, with transportation crews given just three days to break down, travel, and rebuild their base at the following race location. Let's use the Hungarian Grand Prix and Belgian Grand Prix as an example. These races will be held seven days apart, and the schedule will look something like this. Number one, Formula One teams will immediately start packing things up after the race, while the FIA, Formula One's governing body, finishes its post-race inspections. Then, teams will work through the night, eventually finishing packing everything by 6 a.m. the following day, which is when the team's trucks will head out. Then, teams will usually place two to three drivers in each of these trucks, so they only have to stop gas. The drive will cover over 1,300 kilometers and take 13 hours, so they'll arrive at some point on Monday night if everything goes as planned. The remaining 50-plus crew members from each team will meet them at the track. They will start unloading the trucks and have just two days to rebuild everything. This means members of the logistics crew often work 15-hour shifts. Team chefs frequently feed them with minimal setup to make sure they're fine to keep working. And it's not like this happens just once a year we're talking about seven back-to-backs in 2023 alone. In total, Formula One teams travel over 15,000 miles over five months during the European season alone. Transportation crews spend about two months on the road, physically away from their family, and everyone is exhausted by the end of the season. But logistically speaking, that's the easy part of the Formula One calendar. Flyaway races are an entirely different beast compared to the European calendar. For example, the 2024 season includes races in Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, Australia, Japan, China, Miami, Canada, Singapore, Austin, Mexico, Brazil, Las Vegas, Qatar, and Abu Dhabi. Teams will start planning for these races several months before the season begins. All 10 teams will pack at least five kits of shipping containers, while wealthier teams like Red Bull, Ferrari, and Mercedes might use a few more containers throughout the year. Each kit consists of three 40-foot shipping containers each. These shipping containers are packed with all non-critical equipment for race weekends, including jacks, trolleys, chairs, tables, kitchen equipment, and more. Teams load them onto boats, and they travel in a leapfrog pattern from each flyaway race destination to the next. That means that after each race is finished, the kit is repacked and shipped onto the next flyaway race that doesn't already have a kit. So, while we may not know the exact shipping schedule for this year, it will probably look something like this. Teams will ship the first few kits to Bahrain, Australia, Azerbaijan, and Miami. The Bahrain kit will move to Saudi Arabia, Singapore, and Brazil. The Australian kit will move to Japan. The Azerbaijan kit was seen in Qatar and Abu Dhabi. And the Miami kit will be responsible for races in Canada, Austin, Mexico, and Las Vegas. These kits then return to the team's home base for the winter after the season ends. This five-kit approach gives teams more leeway when it comes to time, and they save a ton of money by shipping the containers on boats rather than airplanes. But similar to the European calendar, the real challenge is back-to-back races, which are even more difficult because they are often hundreds or thousand miles apart when it comes to flyaway races. For example, this year, Formula One will race in Las Vegas and Qatar on back-to-back weekends. That means teams will have to travel over 8,000 miles. They'll be on a plane for nearly 20 hours and have to deal with an 11-hour time difference when they arrive. During the race in Las Vegas, teams will start loading up spare parts that can no longer be used once the race has started like additional engines, and the rest of the pack will begin just 15 minutes after the race ends. The most essential items are loaded onto priority pallets and driven directly to the airport hours after the race. Pallets from all 10 teams are then loaded onto five Boeing 777s for an early flight on Sunday morning. These planes are chartered by Formula One, but each team pays their share, depending on how much space they use. The rest of the pallets are then loaded onto additional airplanes within four to six hours, and each team's staff starts their travel the day after the race. Lower-level staff fly commercial, while team principals and the wealthier travelers often fly private. The cargo planes will land at Qatar on Monday morning, and after going through customs, they'll be driven to the racetrack for assembly crews to start everything up. But there is a catch. Teams can't touch their freight or start setting up everything until each team's freight has arrived. This is not typically a problem since freight travels together but it's done to ensure that every team is competing on an even playing field. The assembly crews will then have less than 48 hours to set up everything before the drivers and team principals start to arrive. This process covers basic things, like installing stickers on the wall and paneling in the garage. And it also covers complex things, like setting up an electrical system for radio and commuter equipment for the team. This is obviously tough on the teams and the assembly crews, but it's also difficult for the drivers. Mainly because Formula One drivers constantly fight jet lag throughout the season because they are racing in different time zones each week, often on little to no sleep. Ferrari physio Rupert Manwarning told the New York Times last year, there is no firm rule for shifting to a new time zone. The simple rule is for every hour difference, you need a day to adapt. If it's a nine hour time difference, we'll try and arrive that number of days in advance. But that can be a challenge over the course of a season as being at home is important outside of races. We are dealing with humans, not robots. Formula One drivers typically experience jet lag for three to five days at some of these races, depending on the travel schedule, of course. And each of them has their own unique way of dealing with it. Some drivers choose to limit light exposure so their bodies can adapt quickly. Others will wake up early and complete a light workout to adjust. And for night races like the Singapore Grand Prix or Las Vegas Grand Prix this past year, teams will shift their entire schedule from 1 p.m. to 6 a.m., avoiding housekeeping at their hotels and keeping rooms dark to avoid morning light. This, of course, is all part of the Formula 1 alert. It's a sport that is 75 years old, yet has become more popular than ever after Liberty Media acquired the racing series in 2017. The valuation has already doubled from $8 billion market cap in 2017 to $16 billion valuation today. And while teams and drivers constantly complain about the demanding schedule, the sport's logistics will only get more complicated as they try to add more races in the future. And there you have it. That's the complex logistics behind Formula One. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you're able to watch the opening race of the season in Bahrain this weekend. Have a great day, and I'll talk to everyone on Monday.